Friendshiping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Backblaze Online Backup. That is such a mouthful. It's a simple way to back up all of your movies, photos, music, videos, and all other data for just $5 a month. It's simple and you can access all of your data online from wherever you are. Try it absolutely free by going to backblaze.com slash cpc. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This is Friendshiping! And the theme this week is friendship and sales. I am so uncomfortable. Sales, not like sailing on a boat or a garage sale, like selling your friend something. What? I don't want to do this. Icky. Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Jen. Trin, if you may allow an old woman to complain for a moment. Oh, always. What, what, is there anything in the world I love more than the old bitch complaining? My body hurts so Why? bad. From running, I injured myself. Oh, no. Yeah, it hurts. It hurts. I hurt I hurt my IT band real bad, and I can't run without limping. Who saw that coming, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got four weeks into training, and now I have an ouchie. It sucks because I was kind of doing well, so I was kind of like getting into a groove of running, and... You would not believe the mental gymnastics I had to do to get myself to run. Like, I have, I should get a gold medal in mental gymnastics. Well, like, what do you mean? What do you have to do? I had to go through, like, all stages of grief to, like, <laughs> get myself to go running. Like, I'm bargaining. I'm making if a deal you, with the god. If you run today, then you can have a wine bath. Exactly. And then it's grief. And it's like, I don't want to run. And then finally acceptance, which is I'm running now. <laughs> I'm, cur- I'm currently running. I'm currently running. Yeah, my body hurts. And here's the hard truth that I've learned in the past month. You can't jokingly or ironically go for a run. No. No, you're either doing it or you're not. You're just running. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was trying to irony my way into this like I do everything in life. Oh, that did not work. What do you mean? How do you ironically run? You can't. Okay. Yeah, it's what I've determined. I uh, thought it would be like, it'd be funny if I start to r- train for this race. It's not funny. <laughs> I really like, because I, I, so that's the thing is if I were to try to convince you to do something, the first thing I would be is like, wouldn't it be hilarious? Yeah, if? I know. And then the next thing would be, wouldn't we make men angry? Yeah, if? yeah. That's how you get me to do anything. So uh, Do it for the vine. This ties in. So my buddy Steven that I talk about on the podcast sometimes. So I was, <laughs> so I've outed myself as a private Twitter user. So I guess I can talk about it now. Mm-hmm. Has anyone found you on private Twitter? No. Oh, thank God. I know. So so here's what's interesting, though. They'll never find me because I have um, a an obvious private Twitter. That's my, not my real private Twitter. And then I have a real one. You have a decoy. I have a decoy. Because, and I. <laughs> to shake off any uh, right. bad boys. Right. So I was complaining on my private Twitter that my partner, who I live with now, does yoga four times a week and runs three times a week. And I feel like crap because I'm, I don't want to do any of that, you know? And I was like, what can I do to make myself feel like less like a bum? And anybody listening, just so you know, just because you don't do yoga four times a week or don't run three times a week, you're not a bum. It's just, you know, it gets in your head. Yeah, it's brain. Right. Brain stuff. Literally last night he was doing yoga and I was eating chocolate and watching The Flash. I love that. And I was Does, like... He's doing yoga in a different room, right? No. That's rude. (laughs) Well, the biggest space is where the TV is. So it's like, I thought about like, maybe I'll just watch Netflix on my phone in the bedroom and close the door. (laughs) So I'm tweeting about this. And Stephen's like, you know, the, the way that I get myself to exercise is that I know that I will exercise and then I'll therefore probably live longer than all of my haters. And I do it despite them. And like, I get that. Yeah, yeah. But 
exercise one doesn't mean you'll never die. Unfortunately, that is true. You will probably die of something else other than not exercising. Yeah. There are many ways to die. Yeah. Fit people die all the time. They all the time. Jack LaLanne died at 78. Not good enough. Okay. <laughs> not fucking good enough. He like he like uh, exercised every day. He'd exercise his like face muscles by doing like facial oh expressions. God. He was like this like real, you know, whatever. And he died of like pneumonia or something ridiculous. I'm sorry to trash talk fitness guru Jack Lane. You're not trash talking. You're keeping it real. Yeah. You're keeping it 100 here on this podcast. Exactly. So while I agree that Having the mindset of outliving your haters while you're pumping iron is fantastic. I also take exception to the fact that I won't still outlive my haters. I'm vegan, bitch. Yeah, you've already got a leg up on everyone. I don't do anything dangerous or fun. (laughs) You're you're very responsible. I want to source my joke. It's this guy, Mike, who's like this vegan comedian who made that joke first. Anyway. Good for you. Thanks. Speaking of, oh, wait, I was going to transition into the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last night. We received a tweet asking about a plant update from me. Oh, yeah. Plant Corner. So it's time for Trin's Plant Corner. Oh, I love that you sang. I was going to say, it's funny you you sang because I was going to demand we can only do Plant Corner if you sing our way into it. Oh, wow. I literally thought that this morning. I was brushing my teeth getting ready for the show. <laughs> I was like, only if she sings. And she did. Therefore, go ahead. It's so weird because like I was in choir for most of my life and I've sung in a band. But no matter what. When we're recording, I'm never singing for real. I'm just like, yeah, we're going to do the plant time. No, sing for real. No, I don't want to do it. I'm going to pretend I'm the front man of Journey. (laughs) Okay, so the plants. I'm moving, as everybody knows. Yes. Heinous process. Moving is pretty bad. It's not great. And I have many house plants. Um, And I've determined... More, More plant than house at this point. Definitely. I've determined that I... Now, at this point in my life, own too many plants. Oh. There's too many of them. I'm only moving two blocks away, so I'm bringing them over by hand like two at a time. And nothing will make you realize how you have too many of something than when you have to walk two blocks in. And and two blocks doesn't sound like a long time. Very hot, though. But it's very hot and it's very humid. And like no matter what you do, you're going to come back sweating. So there are too many plants. And you have stairs to walk up. I have two flights to get to my old and three to get to my new. That's not nothing. No, it's not. It's very bad. But they're all thriving and they're doing way better in the new place. Aww. Yeah, I'm actually a little bit pissed because I feel like I've been torturing these poor plants in like my cave apartment. Because in my old place, as you all know, it was a dark cave apartment that had only north facing windows. This new place has south facing windows, west facing windows. East facing windows. Bitch, I have herbs growing in my apartment for the first time. It's true. It's I've seen them. She saw them. I saw the basil. Yeah, she came into my new proto apartment. And what was the what's the other herb? Is it rosemary? Rosemary. Rosemary wine. It's it's going really well to the point where I feel angry at past Trin for her hubris in thinking that she could grow these plants in a dark cave apartment. Wow. So God, when I think of you, I just think that bitch is so arrogant. It's <laughs> the first word that comes to mind. <laughs> Just like, oh, Trin. Hubris. She's she's so egotistical. (laughs) Speaking of hubris, some... I love this first question so much. I'm going to try. I love all these questions. They're so much fun. Yeah, stick around for the third one. It's a real treat. These friends, these askers, have friends who think that they have great things to sell to their friends that they should buy them. Is that a... That's all right. Yeah, yeah. A transition. A transition. Shall we? I think we shall. Hi, Jen and Trin. Hi. My friend and I work on creative projects together and share a love of photography, or photographery is what I call it. 
He likes to upgrade his camera equipment regularly, and when he does, he always tries to sell me old equipment. At first, I viewed this as a way to get to know him better and so I entertained the notion and then bought a couple of items. But recently, it started to strain our friendship. He employs pretty intense sales tactics on me, including judging my current kit as subpar and telling me he will receive and telling me he will reserve certain items for me when I have not requested them. He also regularly overestimates the value of his items, leading to awkward negotiations. Even if I tell him I don't have any money, he offers a payment plan, which is really nice, but I wonder if he's considering my needs or if he just wants money. I need out of this arrangement. How do I politely tell him I don't want to buy from him the next time he tries to sell me something? Thanks, an unwilling customer in Canada. So first of all, I just, I just, I just... You know, like just, just selling stuff to your friends, is offering so, a payment plan. What the hell are you thinking? That's a horrible idea. Are you friends? Or are you just a customer? It's very weird. Yeah, it definitely seems like he's using you to supplement his new gadget his fixation. Hobby. Yeah. yeah. So it can definitely turn into an uncomfortable situation anytime a friend tries to repeatedly sell you on anything. Yes. Like a vacation or an idea, or literally sell you something. I would never try to sell listening to my podcast to any of my friends. You already have to hang out with me. You don't have to put me in your ears for 45 minutes a week. We tweet about it all the time. Yeah, that's it, me selling it on you. Right. It's you. like if our friends wanted to listen to the podcast, they know where to go at this point. Yeah. I think this is going to be one of those questions, again, where one person thinks that there's a prescribed way that we do things in this friendship. And the other one is like, OK, no, we need to change this. Exactly. So, as much as I hate giving this person who's offering you a payment plan on their used camera goods the benefit of the doubt, we're going to try. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the right move. It seems like he thinks he has permission to keep doing this forever and ever. And it's time to clue him in that that's not the case. Especially because you said that negotiations are awkward. That's weird. If you can expect a decent deal from anyone in your life, it should be from your friends. I think entering a payment plan and a negotiation thing with a friend is really hard to introduce to a friendship. Trin, will you give me $50 for a high five? I, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jen. That was a bargain. You're welcome. <laughs> well, I, I think it's just, the, it's another one of those cases of also, don't make me say no more than one time. Yeah, that's awkward and weird for anyone. So you know how two minutes ago I said we need to give this guy the benefit of the doubt? Yeah. I'm now second guessing that because if they, the asker, said no already, did they say that they said no? I think, well, what they said was I need out of this arrangement. So I, what I'm inferring is that it's just it's just gone on too long. Yeah. Like they think they're being thoughtful because they have said yes to photography equipment deals before. Yeah. And they think, well, it would be maybe the seller salesy guy is like, well, it would be rude of me not to include them mm -hmm. because they've said before. But like you said, you need out of this arrangement. So I think we should talk scripts. Yeah. Because you said you want to work on creative projects together and that you want to be polite. The key here is to be both polite and direct. Yeah. If you live in the Midwest, that doesn't seem like it's possible, but I promise Welp. it's possible to be polite and direct. Well, we can't give this person any room to wiggle waggle in there. This is what people in sales do. They're like trained to do this. They're supposed to notice the weakness in your statement, the gray area and wiggle waggle the way in there to get you to to break and sell you something. And I want to also say sales is a perfectly respectable career. I just don't know how to deal with you. Yeah, I just don't get it. I just can't do it. I'm a weak, I'm a weak little baby. <laughs> Jen, do you want to do some scripts and can I be the bad guy this time? Oh, the bad guy? Yeah. You want me to be the bad guy? No, That's I, never happened. No, I want to be oh, the bad guy. Oh, you do? I oh. want to play Toby. Okay, Toby Diapers? Toby Diaperman. <laughs> Hello, Jen. Welcome to my camera emporium. I mean, my apartment? <laughs> 
It's nice that you came over for lunch. Look at this little beauty here. Only used a couple of times. Camera, $140. What do you think? Oh, that's very cool. Um, I'm not in the market, though. Oh, are you sure? You've bought from me before. And like, this is genuinely way better than the thing I sold you last time. Oh, you just negged me. Um, <laughs> no, I guess you didn't. Was that a neg? I don't know, but I'm Toby Diaperman, and I'm yeah. trying to get you to buy stuff. Okay. Um, well, thank you, but I'm all good on photography equipment for the foreseeable future. If I do need anything, I know just who to come to. Okay. Um, well, so how about this? Uh, every time I have something new in stock, I will tell you, and then you'll have to say no to me personally. I appreciate that you want to keep me updated on this, but I am consider me off your mailing list. Like I'm unsubscribed until I'm ready to subscribe again. Jen, that was so good. I can't even diaper man out of that. It's a little mean. No, it's not. Okay, I mean, good. okay. <laughs> like, unsubscribe to our friendship. That, that's the thing is like, you know, when um, your group text is getting out of control and you say the joke <laughs> like unsubscribe. Yeah, yeah. Like that. That's a good joke. Yeah, yeah. And it makes. Okay. Do you even do you want to do it again? Yeah. Okay. Jen, thank you for coming over to babysit my child. While you are here, perhaps you want to uh, look at my many beautiful camera goods. This lens, it's only $502, and it is the state-of-the-art uh, thing to look through. Oh, that's awesome. It's cool that you are offering that to me, but um, I'm not trading up on equipment right now, so no, nah, no thanks. You know, it would really do me a favor, though, if you bought this. I can offer you a payment plan, like, you know, 50 a month or something for 10 12 months. <laughs> I don't really know math off the top of my head. Uh, it's not important. I understand you want to sell this, but I'm, I'm just not in the market. Like, you don't need to hold certain items for me. I'm just not buying for this foreseeable future. But when I change my mind, if I change my mind, I'll let you know. Okay. Do you want to take a picture of it on your camera phone and save it so that if you run into somebody who also likes pictures, then you can tell them it's available for $525? I mean, yeah, I can, I can pass along... If I know anyone's in the market, I don't know anyone right now. So why don't you do the work instead, diaper man? <laughs> Jen, you're so good at being the good guy. You're kind of a bad good guy. Oh, I'm a bad boy. You're bad. You're a bad uh, yeah. boy on the Internet. It's because and... this bothers me a lot. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Like this reminds me of, you know, the, the children's book, If You Give a Mouse a Cookie. Yes. Uh, I face this problem a lot in my job because sometimes people email me or when they email like the general ca Cards Against Humanity inbox. And they'll ask for like, hey, can I get a free game for my donation charity raffle? And like 99% of the time I say yes. We say yes as a team. We're like, yeah, sure. And then occasionally people will be like, hey, that was easy. Can you also throw in 10 expansions? Oh, and can you sign all of them? Oh, Actually, can you also sponsor our event? Do you just want to come? We can't pay for you to come, but do you want to come to the event? And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I can't barf. do all that. I can't do all that. What I can do is this. Please, please just take that and, and go. I'm, I'm very sad. <laughs> I can't do that for you. It's hard because like I, the other thing is that I think the other person in this situation is also trying to be helpful, which I it know. sounds like they're not. I know. And like if you don't ask, the answer is always no. Exactly. So I understand why you have to ask. But you also have to make sure you have permission. It's this ask versus guest thing. It totally is. It always comes back to that. I'm going to refresh people's memories because I don't think we've talked about it in a long time. But there's this amazing meta filter thread from way back in the day that talks about ask versus guest culture. And what these two things are, are the two ways that you deal with wanting something. 
So people who are part of ask culture don't have a problem with receiving a no. So they ask for things. And if you say no, it's no big deal. It's like, great, then that didn't work yeah, for you. Yeah, that's my answer. Exactly. People who are in guest culture are very uncomfortable with a no. So they only ask for things when they know, like 99% sure that the answer will be yes. And also when they receive a no, it makes them feel very uncomfortable, like they asked for too much. Yeah, they feel like they're being very inconvenient. Right. And neither one of these ways are the right way to be. And probably the easiest way to go through life is to find yourself someplace in the middle. But it's a very difficult thing to change about yourself. And it's it's your preferences. It's the culture you were brought up in. We talk about the Midwest a lot because that is where we are from. But I have found that people who are like from the South or something, they're very like hospitality, very like, you know, yes or no, no big deal. Go with the flow. That is not how I am. Yeah. East Coast people are very direct. Yes. Yeah, they don't give a F about nothing. I have a friend from New York who I hadn't seen in 12 years, and she was like, can I sleep on your couch for a weekend? And I was like, no. Wow. <laughs> I know. But Incredible. Like, we, we had been very close Instagram friends for a long time, and I wish her so, so well. But I was just like, this is weird. And no, but it wasn't weird to say no. And we remain uh, very close Instagram friends. And it probably didn't feel weird for her to ask. No. Whereas I would rather chew my own arm off than ask someone to make room for me on their couch. Like I would not only chew my arm off, I would chew off Jen's arm. And that's even worse. (laughs) So, yeah, I think that the, the in conclusion of this is I love the unsubscribe line. I love the, hey, I need to take this ball into my court now and I will tell you. If I exactly, need exactly. And then if they keep pressing, and I kind of feel like they might because they're salesy. Oh, the worst. Um, you got to say, please don't make me say no a third time. Please don't. That's weird. That's one of my favorite go-to lines. It's, I've said no once, and it makes me feel sad when I have to say no again. Yeah, and there's no arguing with that right. because you have the evidence in front of you. You've asked me too many times. This is not going to be fun or easy. Like so many things in life are not. But it is something that you probably need to do to maintain a comfortable relationship with this friend. And I'm sorry that the work falls into your court because it's clear that the asker's friend is the one who's making this situation uncomfortable. But the work falls to you. Them's the breaks, kid. Yeah. And I also think this is going to get only worse. Yeah. You got to nip this one. Right in the butt. Right in the butt. Question two. Do it. Yeah. My friend started their own comic shop in a neighborhood near mine. And I'm a regular customer. I have a small pull list there of a few titles I really love, but they keep trying to upsell me on other titles they think I'd like. They're incredibly good at what they do, and I am a huge, huge nerd. Yes, you are. Problem is, I would like those titles, but I don't have the cash to subscribe to 12 comics a month. They often give me a sample issue for free, probably in hopes that I'll like it enough to subscribe. Ugh, I love free stuff. I successfully say no to them, but I feel bad every time I do. Number one, because I want those damn comics. Number two, because I feel like I'm not supporting my friend's new business when I could. How do we solve this? How should I ask him to stop offering me stuff? Should I say no to the free books? I am now timing my visits to the shop when they are not around. It is bad. Asker's pronouns are he, him. I would also time my visits when they're not around. That's exactly what I would do. I know, me too. Yeah. Trin, for our listeners that are not really familiar with how comic shops works, can you explain like a pull list and stuff? Yeah, yeah. So for people who get like paper comics instead of like Kindle comics, no, or like you, do. you hold them in your hands, they're paper. Yes, <laughs> that was really cute. <laughs> they're paper. <laughs> 
What you do is uh, you go to your local comic shop and you say, I would like to add this title to my pull list. What this ends up being is that you only have to go to your comic shop like once a month or whatever, or maybe every Wednesday whenever comics come out, and they will have all of your comics ready for you to pick up and buy at the same time. So some people have pull lists of like dozens and dozens of comics because they have tons of money. And some people don't. Usually if you only have a handful of titles that you really like, you won't do a pull list because that's just... It's not worth it. it. It's not worth the storage space. And sometimes people won't pick up their pull list for months and like just drift away. And it's like the worst thing to do to a comic shop. Yeah. So um, you're committed. You're kind of committed. You're committed. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's something that you have to kind of cancel, you know, or, or it would be polite of you to cancel because there's an obligation to buy those comics, although it's not like written in stone that you have to. Yeah. So adding something to your pull list is a commitment that eventually you'll have to say no to, especially if you're tight with the comic shop owner. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that we're going to have a bunch of comic shop owners chiming in on this and telling us in the ways that we are wrong. <laughs> yeah, for once, we're inviting that. Molly Jane from Challengers, you're like the only one who I'm okay with saying something. So if you're at listening, us. at, at us. us. <laughs> I, I like that this person is really invested in their friend's success. That is awesome. But listen, you don't have the cash to do this. And that sucks, but that's the reality that we are dealing with, and that is not going to change. I think it's very cool of you to be sensitive to the fan slash friend slash customer relationship here because you shouldn't ask your friends who own a business for free stuff. Yeah. At least not very often. Right. And it sounds like it's the owner of the shop offering this to you, which is great. Yeah, that is great. You're not asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. But buying things is not the only way to support your friend. Bear in mind that you have a relationship outside of this business. I think it's pretty clear that you've been friends with them since before the shop started. So as a friend, there are more ways that you could support them than somebody who is just a customer would be able to. Yeah, totally. Um, so the first thing is inventory in the in a store is just the fucking worst. It's so bad. Unless you're one of those little freaks that likes doing it. Me? <laughs> I knew it. So you have to be like pretty spreadsheety. You have to count things and it sucks. What if you offered to help with like inventory at the end of the month or whenever people do it? They may say no because yeah. like it's a business thing and they probably pay people to do that. I was going to say, yeah, make it clear you're volunteering. Make it clear you're volunteering. And then you might just feel better about stuff. I have friends who run comic shops that are just happy to have people around to help them with the more needy customers. Yeah, if you're knowledgeable, and it sounds like you are, spread the love around. Yeah, if you can recommend titles to people. I mean, getting people to get into and read new comics is not just great for that customer who's like, hell yeah, I've got more to read that it, that is suits my interest. But also, like, you know, they'll, they'll buy the comic, which is super good. Also, I swear to God. Every local comic shop has that one customer that goes to the comic shop more for, like, therapy than for actual commerce. Every single shop has that. Yes. Uh, I think comic shops, coffee shops, and, like, obviously bars are— Oh, definitely. Did you see that one tweet? Okay, so they were talking about how Hooters is going out of business because millennials don't like titties or whatever. (laughs) But, But in reality, it's that we don't like toxic masculinity. And then there was this one guy who was like, Hooters would be good— if the women were dressed appropriately and offered emotional support and a listening ear to uh, the customers. I did see that. And then I smashed my computer like the Hulk. You're the dumbest fucking person alive if you think that. You just want a hot therapist is what's yeah, going you on. Want a hot, you want a hot woman to listen to you and not being able to uh, have an opinion. Yes. That is what you want. You yes. And like if somebody wants to sell their emotional labor, that's amazing. Yeah. Fucking do it. Make that cash. But... If you want that business, you really want to. Did he think that was like a good woke take? Yes, I'm so he's, certain. He he was like what we call a woman respecter. A woman respecter, a female respecter. I respect all the females. <laughs> I just want to talk to them. I'm not going to look at their titties. 
they're right there, the titties. They're huge and they're perfect. And, and they're in I'm my... not even looking at them. I'm a male hero. I am staring five inches above the titties. I'm a collarbone man. I'm not an ass man. I'm not into ass or titties. I'm into her brain. I'm a sapiosexual. And so if we had sapio hooters, <laughs> what would we call it? Brainers? Awesome. I'm into it. I'm into it. Oh, God. This is the worst. Okay. Next thing is you could do. Shove it up your asshole. Um, Shove it up your asshole. And then the next thing you could do is uh, maybe you could bring over some like homemade banana bread to your friend around 3 p.m. when everyone needs carbs. Yeah. Stop in with a little baked good. Don't yeah. eat up all of their time, but like slide them a little baked good. I'm not saying that like people should try and barter with baked goods for their uh, comics or I something. I hate when people barter at like day one of a convention it's the worst yeah bartering is generally okay like the like, end of the day the end of the day time. when everyone's trying to get rid of their stuff yes but if like if it's like 9 45 and the convention's open at 9 a.m and you're no. like hey can i draw a picture of you nope. in exchange nope no no nope. that's not cool also can you please make room for paying customers who are right. waiting in line right 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 but you as a friend knowing your friends wants and needs preferences if you're going to the co a coffee shop anyway and you're like texting them hey do you want a muffin i'm yes, like next door that is absolutely a good thing to do. What we're saying is that you have value to this relationship outside of just your ability to buy comics. You can support this business in ways that other customers cannot. And also, I know that it seems like your friend's trying to do a hard sell by giving you things for free. But as somebody who has worked at companies like I worked at Cards Against Humanity with Jen for a while, and it was like my one superpower to be able to give like an expansion pack to one of my friends for free. And that wasn't a sales tactic. That was just like, hey, oh, I can yeah. do this. I still do that. Yeah. My friend is a teaches theater and I gave her a ton of theater packs for free to give to her students or hang up in her classroom or whatever. And that like made me feel good. That wasn't me being support cards against humanity, bitch. Yeah. It was me being like, oh, this would probably bring you a little bit of joy. And I want you to feel that. Also, we have thousands of them. Don't email me, though. You can't have any. And one thing that we do, um, Jen and I do just being adjacent to like nerd industries and stuff is like our friends will send us stuff that they make, I think like all the time. Yeah, yeah. And one thing we love to do is to tweet about it and like send pictures and like put them on social media. You can support the hell out of this shop on social media. Yeah, please do. That is huge. Word of mouth is huge. You can also leave a review on the stupid website known as Yelp. I don't like Yelp, but I fucking love reading it. It's Me like, too. it's like, oh, it's so, if I'm in a restaurant, I will often pull the rest up on Yelp. Not because I'm going to decide what to order or if I should stay or go, but because I'm like, what have all the little freaks in this place said about it? <laughs> well, I, I love the reviews that are like, hubby. I love the reviews that start out with like you explaining why you're at the restaurant. And it's like, we know why you were hungry. But instead, it's like hubby and I were celebrating our three month anniversary and we decided to have a night on the town. It's like, I didn't ask for this. Tell me what you think of the nachos. Anyway. Did I ever tell you about the best Yelp reviews I've ever read? Tell me. One time I was in a cab driving through New York and I was like, oh, there's this beautiful area of land. And then I was like, oh, this is a cemetery. I'm going to look up information on it. So I just opened up Google Maps. Like, what is it? There are Yelp reviews for the cemetery. Wow. And it was just very clean, very nice. Laid my grandma to rest here. Wow. I know. There was genuinely earnest Yelp reviews. One star. Would leave zero stars if I could. Too many dead people. <laughs> <laughs> there's also, uh, if you want to really get into it and yell go down a dark tunnel or hilarious tunnel look up dog park reviews on yelp because people often write reviews in the voice of their dog <gasps> i don't like it yeah. or they'll be like my little yapper a dog poop <laughs> one star would give zero stars if i could it's like that's what the dog parks <laughs> <laughs> okay so the ultimately is 
Buying things is not the only way to support your friend in this situation. See if you can volunteer to do some things around the place because you love them. Definitely uh, pull some social media magic. Banana bread. Everybody loves it. The end. Third question. Yeah. Ready? Yes. (laughs) Am I? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) My friend's daughter sells Girl Scout cookies every year. And every year I bring her cookie sale sheet to my office. Our office is full of young people without kids in their lives. So I've helped her get like so many badges, you guys. But last year, a coworker got the jump on me and put her cousin's kid's cookie sheet up a week before mine. And let me tell you, I'm pissed. I know I should not be so invested in this. And it's really about the Girl Scouts learning all about capitalism or whatever. But I want to win. What can I do to help our cookie team outside of going door to door myself? Can I tell my coworker that they're invading our turf? Again, I know I am crazy. Thank you. First of all, yes, you are crazy. We don't like to use that adjective often on friendship being, but you used it to describe yourself, you crazy bee. You said it, and we're agreeing. <laughs> we are going to lovingly roast you for a little while first. Thin mitts in the freezer, bitch. Did you know that there are competitions for adults? <laughs> Like you can't you can't help this this kid re-earn badges. Like she already has the badge. They're oh. not gonna take them back. You do get special prizes though, based on how many cookies you sell. And I know this I assume it's still like this. When I was young, I did Girl Scouts for a couple of years before I realized I hated it. But I remember because I did not put any effort into selling cookies. <laughs> And man, was it embarrassing in the end when, looking back, this is kind of a rude way to do it, but our troop leader had all the prizes scattered on the table and she made a big show out of delivering like, ooh, and Amanda got this stuff. Yeah, they they do that every time. Yeah, and then it got to me and she had to use the same enthusiasm for what (laughs) I got, which was, and Jen, you got this little pewter figurine. Of what? I think... Of a Girl Probably Scout? Probably of a Girl Scout. I don't remember. But it was like all I earned for doing like 25 boxes. <laughs> like, and I remember being like, you don't have to lie. <laughs> you know, we all know I only got this little pure bear. And Jen got this dryer lint and a Chinese finger trap. <laughs> and Jen didn't try. <laughs> Correct. I just, you know, I um, I had to do a lot of sales things. Everybody does. Like for your school, for whatever organization you're involved in. And I had never tried. I like, like, it's <laughs> It's all stuff that you get from, like, what do you, Discovery Zone, you know, like all those places where you play skee-ball and you turn in tickets. It's all shit like that. It's not like, dude, you have to sell, like, 500 boxes to get the good shit, like a nice two-wheeler Huffy or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like you have to do so much work. Okay. All, All of this is to say that ultimately... This is not that important. (laughs) Like, I know it's so sweet that you're invested in this. Um, And we think that it's, one, you like to help kids, which, great. There are also other ways to do that. Yeah, (laughs) to say the least. But also, like, the the co-worker who's invading your, quote, turf, their kid is important, too. So let's just try to imagine a world in which you do approach this co-worker and you say, what the hell, man? (laughs) <laughs> you will never be able to unsay that. I claimed this block. This coworker will never unknow the fact that you got mad about Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> Do you really want to share an office with someone that has that piece of information about you? Like, this could become an HR issue. The <laughs> dumbest HR issue of, of all time. Oh, I am banging man. on furniture because so this is funny. so like, funny. Like, I kind of want you to go full, full bitch here and be like, hey, uh, didn't you know we, we claimed this? You uh, know, ma- you must be new here. Instead of like a horse's head, like the Godfather, 
<laughs> you're gonna you leave a bunch of like empty cookie tins on their desk with yeah. a note that says this is you. Yeah, this is you. You gotta you gotta warn them so they don't make so no one else makes the same mistake. And at the same time, we understand that this. I mean, this is emotional enough for this person to have asked us. So like, I get it. I get it. I get it. The first step is why not coordinate with the coworker? If I saw two cookie sheets in my office, I would buy a box of Thin Mints for now and a box of Thin Mints for my freezer. Or if I didn't have the money, then I would just choose at random. You know, the good thing is people are supporting Girl Scouts which is a very good and important organization. They're open to trans kids. They provide like sex education in some branches. Like it's a really good place to support. So just be aware that the important thing is not your friend's kid getting their Huffy bike, which I don't know why that's become my... I like that. Yeah, their Huffy bike and their their badges. Uh, The important thing is that we are supporting kids and supporting these organizations. So you've already won, which... Feels like you haven't, but yeah. Um, and you know, being competitive isn't like a bad thing necessarily. I just think there are other competitions for you <laughs> to consider. Yeah, ones for specifically adults, yeah. such as trivia night, softball league. That's what I'm on, and man, am I horrible at it. But you're very competitive at it, at it and it gets your it gets your juices flowing. I try not. I had to have a little talk with myself and be like, you're you're taking this way too seriously. And now I'm enjoying it much more because I'm like, hey, Jen, chill the fuck out. Uh, anyway, um, uh, you could go to a local track and power walk. <laughs> Race you can, your own shadow. You can go to a karaoke night and just blow everybody away. Oh, hell yeah. Don't you hate the people who like can really sing and yeah. have like skills and yeah. they show it's up rude. and they just... It's rude. But oh, I'm going to sing Adele now. You oh, can you do are, it, though. You are going to do that? Oh, thanks. I was going to do Smash Mouth, but yeah, go ahead. I also hate the people who show up to karaoke and just, like, don't take it seriously at all. So they get up on stage and they, like, mumble to the microphone and pretend they hate it? Or just, like, shout, like, ah, sync lyrics. Yeah. It's like, no. Yeah, yeah. But you could do that. You can go, a game jam, you know? Oh, yeah, those are cool. Like, depending on what kind of skill set you have. You could also see how many books you can read this year and then make everyone else around you feel bad about that they're only reading Twitter. <laughs> Twitter is still reading. It still counts. It's not books. It's not books. <laughs> um, you know, just ultimately, being competitive is not a bad thing. And we think that the, the thing that you should think about here is how to make this work for you. And in conclusion, Girl Scouts should be supported. The individual cookie sellers are are not important, and you should work with your own competitive nature to do something that is fulfilling for you. So, this has been Friendshipping with Jen and Trin. If you'd like to email us a question about friendship, we would love to hear from you. Please email us and include your pronouns, friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. If you haven't gotten enough of us and you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can at DoFriendship, at JenDangerous, and at Trin and Tonic. If you'd like to buy our stuff, you can at thefriendshippingstore.com. Thank you to Molly Lewis for singing our song. Thank you to Alex Cox for daddying our studio. (laughs) Thank you to Ian Parman for editing our podcast. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for doing our design work. And thank you, bitches, for listening. You're welcome for talking. You friendship at the problem. You know who else is competitive? No. Barack Obama.